You are listening to episode seven of the TJ Tells It podcast. Today, I'm bringing you an interview with Jennifer from Busy Being Jennifer, telling you all about her health and fitness journey. Welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and this is your straight talk guide to the fitness lifestyle by a non-traditional fitness junkie. Have you ever said, I could never run, lift weights, take a spin class, complete a 5K, or even that marathon? If you ever said, I'm not the fitness type, are you afraid to go to the gym because you don't know where to start or what to do? Or are you just looking for a little motivation to get out the door? If I just described you, then this is the podcast for you. You will hear about starting a health and fitness lifestyle, tips and tricks to staying on track and motivated. You'll learn the ins and outs of becoming a healthier you. You will also get to meet some of my favorite fitness junkies around and more. Lace up your shoes and let's get this journey started. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm bringing you an interview with Jennifer from BusyBeingJennifer.com, who's a fellow blogger and friend on her own health and fitness journey. So, Jennifer, introduce yourself. Tell tell us a little bit about you. Well, my name is Jennifer, and I'm usually busy. So, my blog was born Busy Being Jennifer, and I like to joke that I'm the blonde mind, uh, the creative blonde mind behind Busy Being Jennifer. I also have a, a virtual assistant business, and I also have a handmade business. So I am pretty much always busy doing something. Uh, I love to be creative, and uh, that's pretty much my life. It keeps me busy. Awesome. So you spend a lot of time sitting, walking around. What's your activity level like? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's kind of sad, but the majority of my day is sitting at a computer. Um, I really do want to get one of those like standing desks though, because I think that would be beneficial to me for sure. Oh my god! So when we moved offices, we everybody got a standing desk, and it really did revolutionize my world in that. I am more willing to go talk to someone rather than send an email back or pick up the phone and call them if they're in the same office. Instead, I just turn and walk and go talk to them, which nine times out of 10, you get a more efficient and a correct answer because you can have a conversation about it. But the health benefits of it too, I felt like I could recover faster from workouts and I wasn't as fatigued when I get home. And so that was nice. Plus I'm the weirdo that was like doing squats and lunges and calf stretches at their desk, but it caught on. I would catch people like I'd walk through and someone would be like doing some kind of stretch or doing a slight lunge because they totally were peeping what I was doing. So I'm a huge fan of the stand-up desk. That's kind of funny. I think I'm just going to get my husband to, like, build something with, like, I don't know. He can figure it out. He's really clever that way, but I think I'm just going to get him to, like, build something that, like, is adjustable somehow so that I can sit or stand and I don't have to move everything around. There so. are there are definitely plans on the internet um, that... Yeah, I'll definitely have to, like, kind of find something, see if there's something on Pinterest, but... He's a builder. He would rather spend the same amount of money on supplies and spend four hours building it than just going out and buying one. So I'll let him. I'll let him do his thing. He'll work some sort of magic, and I'll have a sit-stand desk of some sort. Yeah, I love it. So as you know, the people want to hear all about your health and fitness journey. So tell us a little bit about how you got started on your journey to a healthier you. Well, I was always kind of a fat kid. As long as I can remember, I was the uh, biggest kid in my family. I'm I'm the oldest of six, and uh, everyone else was pretty uh, active and fit as children, but I was, like, the chubby kid. 
but I preferred to read books than like moving, so that hasn't really cha- really changed <laughs> as I've gotten older. Um, but my priorities have shifted. So, um, you know, like I struggled with my weight my whole life. Uh, I got mocked a lot for it, and that really kind of affected my self esteem and and how I perceived myself. Um, so in the last uh, five or four or five years, I've really made an effort to shift my mindset and um, figure things out from the mental standpoint. Um, it kind of came to a head after moving to Texas. Uh, I met a cowboy, fell in love, moved to Texas, didn't know anyone here, uh, didn't have any friends or anything. And so I kind of like got a little bit depressed and um, just stopped moving and participating in life for a little while because uh, my husband worked night shift. So he was gone all night and I was alone all day and, uh, it kind of wasn't good for me, but I, but I met a health coach friend introduced me, uh, to Kelly and she, uh, hooked me up with some free life coaching for a couple of weeks in exchange for sharing on her, on my blog about uh, her services. And, uh, she really helped me a lot because, She didn't just address the food issues. I mean, I have food issues. Food is a control mechanism for myself. But she helped me figure out that if I don't start with getting my head in the right space, then I'm never actually going to succeed in um, my weight loss journey. And so she taught me how to deal with stress and would remind me just to, like, take a breath and breathe. She'd let me rant and rave and do whatever I need to do to get stuff off my chest and helped me dial in on what I needed to do to kind of launch myself forward. And it, it really, it helped me a lot. And then uh, a year and about four months ago, a friend of mine introduced me to a product uh, from True Vision. And it's, I take these four pills uh, over the course of the day. And it's helped jumpstart my metabolism and helped me curb cravings and uh, has really helped support um my blood chemistry, which is what uh, the TruFix uh, product does, and uh, that has drastically helped reduce inflammation because I also have an autoimmune disease and was uh, sort of diagnosed with adrenal fatigue. So all of those things combined with a slow metabolism and a you know a lazy sort of lifestyle <laughs> before the health coach made it hard to ever succeed long term. Like I would lose a couple pounds here do this weight loss program, you know, take that pill or whatever. And it never really lasted long term. But in the last uh, 14 months, I've lost 52 pounds and I have done it like healthy, like not just like fad dieting or whatever, but it's been a healthy process. Taking me a little bit longer to reach that 50 pound mark than I would have loved. But, you know, slow and steady is better than quick and crazy (laughs) anytime. No, I hear you. It's funny that you say that. I we were, I was talking to one of my running friends and I was like, we were trying to think of t-shirt ideas and she really likes turtles. She's into uh, sea animals and whatnot. And so we were trying to think of a good saying and I said, oh, we should totally put, remember who won the race with a picture of a turtle. Cause the turtle, yeah. you know, so slow and steady. It's not always a bad thing. Totally. So, so you talked a little bit about how she taught you how to breathe. Can you give us a little more about what those breathing kind of exercises look like and that kind of thing? Um, well, it was really at first it was just like the very first time she just made me stop talking. <laughs> it was like, stop, <laughs> take a deep breath. No, no, breathe all the way down to your toes kind of thing. Um, because it was stress. Like you just, 
you, I mean, you have to breathe to function. Obviously, our bodies need oxygen. But to actually stop, be still for a moment, just kind of like do a mental scan of yourself and take a really deep breath until like you physically can't breathe in any more air and then release it slowly over the course of a few seconds. It, it, there's something magical about it. I don't know the science behind whatever it is, but it works. And um, I also found an app called, uh, I think it's called Just Breathe. Hang on, let me check my phone real quick here to see what it's actually called, because I, I now have a little uh, file on my phone called Health, so that I would, you know, be more healthy. Um, it is called Breathe. There you go. So uh, it's got like a little cloud face um, if you if you want to check out the app. And what it does is it actually uh, asks you to check in with yourself, and then it suggests some mindfulness activities. So some of them are like meditation. Some of them are just um, doing like a, like a body scan and just pausing and being quiet for a few seconds. But using that app, that app really helped me kind of train my brain a little bit so now I can do it without the app um, but it, it drastically changed my mental health and um, that mental health shift is what has allowed me to see success long term as opposed to lose five pounds gain eight lose 10 pounds gain 20 kind of idea which has been <laughs> pretty much my whole life previously. No, I hear you. It's funny because I actually started on my journey doing the same thing, but for slightly different reasons. I was in uh, physical therapy for fatigue while doing chemo. And the very first thing he did was teach me how to do what he called belly breathing. And so yeah. it's where you take that deep breath and your stomach expands and then you hold and then you release over um, several seconds, which is harder than it sounds. You would think that it'd be easy to breathe out, but it was easier to breathe in and hold than it was to do a slow and controlled breathe out, but it helped kind of get oxygen to everywhere and sort of revive your muscles because you're, when you're in chemo, you're, you sleep a lot. And so trying to make sure that you have, you know, a basic nutrient, which is oxygen was the starting point. I, I find it very interesting that our building blocks were the same. Yeah. I mean, I think um, a lot of people have similar stories. I, I mean, everyone's story is a little bit different, but um, you know, when you just figure out that if you stop and check in with your body, not just like your to-do list, then you can actually really shift your health because you actually are paying attention beyond just the, oh my God, I'm starving. All I've had today is coffee. <laughs> Although I do that far too often, but you know, yeah, sometimes you do forget to eat, but then I get quickly reminded. And once I get going and I'm, as long as I'm feeding myself healthy things like whole foods as they appear or it's close to as, as they appear from the ground and or that kind of thing, I yeah. am reminded, oh, I need fuel to keep going. So, yeah. And I think the mental fuel is as important as like actually fueling your body because if you're not fueling your soul and your mind, then like that's what controls all of our habits. So you, it's too easy to shift and fall back into those bad habits when you're not paying attention to your mental health and you know really being in control of your mindset and your habits mentally. No, I 100% agree. So what are some ways that you uh, fuel your soul? Um. Well, I I. 
read a lot, so that's one thing. I'm always trying to learn and take in uh, different kinds of knowledge, um, you know, growing my business, growing my personal health uh, journey and, like, my knowledge there. Um, I do a lot of meditating, and so that has helped a lot with, um, like, not only my mental health, but also, like, centering myself and grounding my soul as I move throughout the day. Um, I do mostly guided meditations simply because I haven't quite learned how to shut off my thoughts (laughs) entirely, so I need someone else's directions to kind of grab onto and keep me in the moment um otherwise like i'm drifting all over the place and thinking like the most random things which is not always bad sometimes you need that uh, and, and a notepad to write down whatever it is that crosses your brain but a guided meditation helps me a ton um and i i try to do that every day um and then also just like i'm a big music lover so i always have something playing usually inspirational something or other um playing in the background as i work and go throughout the day i love music for whenever I'm in a funk I turn on music if I can't sleep I have one particular I listen to Indie Irie and I can go to sleep within three songs and it's amazing how much music can just kind of change your attitude and your mood so quickly um do you have any recommendations for um where to get started with a guided meditation yeah um there's a couple apps uh, the breathe app that i use uh, is really helpful um there's another app called simple habit i'm only like that you can tell um and then <laughs> the the one that i use most often um it takes a little bit to get used to and actually find the guided meditations that you like there is literally thousands of meditation options and it's called um insight timer and it's like it looks like a, a little Tibetan monk bowl <laughs> okay like this little gold bowl but it's called insight timer and that's what the the little app logo is um and there's all kinds of of uh, different types of meditations and stuff you can do with uh, teachers or whatever you want to call them um, from all across the world. And I'm really fond of the um, the manifestation uh, train of, of meditation. And so you just have to kind of click around and find different things in there. But I mean, they have everything from uh, sleep meditations, which um, I find very handy when my brain just will not shut shut down it happens you know a couple times a month where i just need something else to like calm my thoughts and bring my brain to in a relaxed state um so they have sleep they have stress and anxiety uh spiritual stuff for your happiness creativity uh and then they they have like uh, options for you know that are great for beginners to intermediate to advanced and so it's just really great place to get started um and just dig around and kind of see what works for you there's there's meditations and options out there for pretty much anything you want to bring into your life and uh getting your head wrapped around different things is it's really important aspect of wherever it is you want to take your life i love it i have recently started doing some meditation i kind of after I do a workout and go to the gym, I put my legs up on the wall. And one of the apps that I really like to use fit radio has now has a yoga section and it has a, it has a five minute breathe um, guided meditation that you can do anywhere. You don't have to be exercising or anything like that. But I did the um, um, legs on the wall recovery today, which was a mix between some stretching up against the wall and a little bit of meditation, kind of deep breathing and clearing your head. And it definitely made a, world of difference for me. Um, so I'd, let's talk a little bit about motivation. How do you stay motivated along the way? Well, I'm kind of a results oriented kind of person. So um, I, you know, I like to see the number shift on the scale for me. That's a big deal. But when that's not happening, because uh, I go through these plateaus, I mean, everyone does, but 
Um, I'm actually kind of stuck in a plateau right now. What I've noticed is even though the number on the scale is moving like one tenth of a point at a time, <laughs> it's still it's still moving a little bit. But I, you know, my clothes are fitting differently, or their my jeans are falling off. I recently had to drop two pant sizes because it was like it happened overnight, and all of a sudden all of my jeans were falling off of me, which is a good problem to have. But let's be honest, it's still a freaking problem because we want to look nice when we leave the house. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I had to spend some money. I wasn't thrilled about it, but I did it because, you know, I wanted to not look like I was drowning in my own clothes. Um, so, but I set different types of goals. So, you know, like things that aren't related directly to a number on a scale, but, you know, like, um, you know, I, you know, take the dogs for a walk every day or, or I, I'm weird because I have, I'm really big into my, um, my Aaron Condren planner and I have all these stickers and I have like little yoga symbol stickers and all this kind of stuff. So what I do is I keep track of the days that I, I do the healthy things I'm supposed to do. And if I do it seven days in a row, I've done it all seven days of the week. I give myself some sort of reward. So whether that's like going to the little coffee shop here in my town and getting like a fancy coffee or $5 to spend on whatever I want at the dollar store or something like just little, little kind of, perk, pick me up kind of rewards, um, to just to, as, as an incentive to keep making the right choice and keep doing the things that are better for me as opposed to, you know, sleeping in an extra choice. Although sleep is still good for you. So there's nothing wrong with getting snoop <laughs> four times. It just might put some stress on a different part of your day. <laughs> that is very true. Every time I'm rushing around my house trying to get out the door so that I can make it wherever I'm supposed to make it on time, I go, oh, maybe if I hadn't hit snooze that fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so hard not to. <laughs> and then some days I just build it in because let's be real. There's some power about being an adult and hitting snooze. <laughs> Right. Uh, but there's then there's the days that you wake up two hours before your alarm goes off and you're ready to rock and roll and you kick the day in the pants before you even like hit where you would have been awake. Exactly. No, for sure. It's all about balance. Balance, balance is so key. Let's talk about balance, actually, because I know you're pretty good at um, it, at least identifying where you need to balance things out. How does a balanced life play a role in your journey? Um, for me, it's pretty huge because I am really motivated to hit some some milestones and goals in my life um, for business and personal uh, some things that I want to just cross off the bucket list maintaining balance so that I don't totally lose my shit is pretty important um, because I'm you know I I hit some goals last year that were pretty awesome I was able to retire my husband so he came home to help with the businesses full time. Um, and that required adjusting my new, like to a new normal and finding a routine for me, maintaining balance has a lot to do with the routine that I establish for myself and, and how I start my day. So if I want to successfully achieve everything on my to-do list and maintain my sanity and that, you know, that balancing act, um, I have to start my day, right? So for me, that includes um, waking up at a decent time, giving myself, you know, a little bit of grace time in the morning, uh, doing at least a five to ten minute meditation. That's my minimum. And then spending a few minutes outside with the dogs first thing in the morning, getting some fresh air, letting them do their things so that they're, they're a little more cooperative with whatever I need to do for the rest of the morning. They burned off some energy and we got to spend some quality time together. It's pretty beneficial for me and my puppies. 
Um, but also just like checking in with myself regularly throughout the day. I actually have it on my schedule. Um, I use Trello to organize my to-do list in order of priority. And in that um, Trello board, I actually put check-in times. So it'll say, you know, do this, this, and this, and then it'll have a little check-in card for me to to stop what I'm doing, check in, see where I'm at on my to-do list, but also to mentally check in and see how I'm feeling. Do I need to take a 10-minute break and just check out and read a book, or do I need to take a 20-minute snooze on the couch? Like, what do I need to do to maintain my my mental balance, my physical balance, and also still accomplish the things that I need to do as a wife and human, because <laughs> there are just basic human things that have to be done, right? Like somebody's got to wash the laundry and clean the bathroom. So that's how I, you know, have I've kind of orchestrated balance in as a check, like just to make sure I'm where I need to be. And also for me, getting outside is huge. Like even if I only have two minutes, I take the dogs and I get outside. Fresh air can help center me and ground me and bring me back into alignment like nothing else. A little vitamin D and some fresh air goes a long way. I love it. So that's a, actually a really good tip to schedule in time to check in to see how you're doing. Do you need a break? Um, so I feel like I'm going to have to implement that. I used to have an alarm set every hour. It was really for water drinking, but it turned into be water drinking. How are you doing? Take a quick, deep breath. It's, you know, I used to call it my smoke break because people who smoked were very good about taking those breaks because the nicotine habit would kick in. But I'm like, if they can take a smoke break and keep their jobs, then I can definitely take a moment to stop and get some more water or to drink the water that I already have or to just take a couple deep breaths, maybe pop over to Facebook or Instagram or return an email that I wasn't important for the day at hand necessarily, but needed to be responded to. And so I like that idea. Yeah. And I mean, it can take, you know, 15 seconds to just do a quick mental scan. It could take five minutes, like to go outside and get a little fresh air. It could be 20 minutes where you sit on your phone and play a frivolous game. You're just giving your brain a break and a chance to like kind of figure out how you're feeling and what you need to do next to maintain, you know, that balancing act. Because it's it's a fine line and you have to be aware of what's going on mentally, spiritually and physically in order to maintain, you know, that balance. I, I always kind of joke and say balance is an illusion. Like people tend to look like they have all of their crap together when in reality, like if you can see behind the perfect Instagram life, <laughs> things are way off um, for them. But we don't have to pretend that we have it all together because that takes a lot more effort than just checking in with yourself and actually having it together. It's very true. And I like to think of balance as a constant moving thing. Balance does not mean that you're stable and the line is right in the middle. It just means that you're adjusting and going back and forth when you need to. For instance, if you stand on a BOSU ball, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You think you've gotten yourself stable and then you're going to drift to one side or the other, but you're in order to stay upright and not fall off, you have to be moving back and forth on both feet, shifting your weight a little bit, kind of holding your core together, which would be your values yeah. and those everyday good habits, but yeah. you're still going to be moving back and forth. Right. There's a reason it's called, you know, a balancing act because it's an action that it requires multiple adjustments multiple times a day. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
Um, let's shift gears just a little bit. What's something that people don't talk about when it comes to losing weight or being on a health journey that they really should be talking about? So we've talked about it a lot, but honestly, I don't think people talk about the mental game enough. Like being healthy is, it has to start in your mind or you're never going to succeed. Because if you don't shift your mindset, um, it, you're not, it's not going to be a long-term thing. I've heard, I've, I've heard of, and I've seen friends of mine that have gone through something like drastic for weight loss. So gastro uh, bypass or whatever it is like they're doing something major um, and they lose a lot of weight in a short amount of time but they cannot wrap their head around this new person that they see in the mirror because yeah. they didn't address the mental issues that come into play with it the nice thing about losing weight slowly over time through healthier methods um, is that you have a longer period of time to adjust to the person that you see in the mirror um, but because if you don't address those things and really wrap your head around that mental the mental issues that are holding you back or slowing you down they're gonna pop back up and you're gonna gain that weight right back it's true I do know that some doctors before they'll do weight loss surgery you have to go through like group kind of group therapy for lack of a better term but you you have to address some of the mental things that are going on otherwise you won't be successful so I 100% agree yeah and I I think that's pretty standard for any like the, the the major weight loss things that people do sleeves and all that kind of stuff um I have I have a friend that comes to mind in particular and she has struggled um she lost like 100 pounds but has yo-yoed back and forth with like 50 pounds um at her between her and her goal uh, you know she'd get to like 10 pounds away from her goal and then go back up to 60 pounds kind of idea yeah. because she hasn't hasn't figured out who this new person in the mirror is because let's be honest losing weight shifts who you how you view yourself so if you lose a drastic amount of weight and you don't recognize that person in the mirror and you don't like who she is in like outside of that weight loss losing weight doesn't fix your problems if you don't like yourself to begin with it'll, it'll help your health journey right like losing weight helps you be healthier but if you don't like who you are on a daily basis outside of your your health journey then losing weight's not going to fix that it's never going to solve your your personal issues so you have to address the person in the mirror the the the, the person you see looking back at you not just the physical side of it um and how you live your life and how you treat other people and how you view humanity and how you handle situations if you don't like that side of who you are losing weight's never hurt absolutely i definitely when i defined what health and fitness journey was i think it was episode two i talk about how it's not just working out it's nutrition it's the mental part of it are you ready are you doing what you need to do do you have have healthy habits? Do you know how to establish healthy habits? And so I definitely think that people kind of take it for granted that the that they'll just automatically be happier if they lose weight. But if you aren't happy with you as a whole yeah. being, changing a yeah. part of it isn't going to fix the parts that you don't like. So you have to kind of be self-aware. Absolutely. You might feel better. <laughs> maybe. Basically, you're going to feel better. Maybe. Should you should let's let's be honest you should feel better but that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna like yourself right right and if you don't like yourself then what is the actual point like <laughs> let's be honest here 
That is so true. So true. So what is your biggest hurdle, either past or present, that you have encountered or are dealing with now on your health and fitness journey? Um, biggest hurdle is 5-2. Sugar and the fact that I hate exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I like my chocolate. You'll pull my sweetened coffee creamer out of my cold, dead hands. And I would rather take a nap or read a book than move any day of the week. Yeah. So those are, are challenges that eh, they get interesting sometimes because when I am stressed out, even when I've done all of the things I need to do, sometimes I just reach for the sugar. It's just too easy. Um, I try not to keep a whole lot of it in my house, but sometimes, you know, peppermint patties sneak their way in. <laughs> I don't know how they got here. I didn't put them in the grocery cart. My husband certainly didn't. He hates them. Must have been the dog. Dog brought the peppermint patties in the house. But it's it's just too easy to reach for those comforts sometimes. And now there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of sugar and a little bit of chocolate every now and then. But if, if that's your go-to when you're like freaking out or stressed, then it's not a good idea. I need to like replace my sugar habit with like some sort of exercise or something. Ooh. Challenge accepted. Nope, I do not accept this challenge. <laughs> I'll find you something that you'll enjoy to replace it with. We we can do this. We can do this. I do I do enjoy yoga and I do try to work in yoga like once or twice a week. But I like the really slow stretching yoga where you like move and hold it for twenty minutes because that's like sloth exercise. <laughs> and I'm all about that. Like I'm the sloth life is for me man. Uh, <laughs> I love it. That's definitely my challenge is I've never liked to move. Although I will occasionally have a dance party with myself. So there's occasionally dance parties. Doesn't everybody? But, uh, sometimes you just have to. Like you literally just have to throw on some good tunes and scare your dogs. Basically what you have to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sugar, man. I guess my biggest hurdle is sugar. Yeah, I struggle with the sugar myself. I gave up candy, not intentionally, on Halloween last year. I happened to be finishing a workout going, you know what? I haven't actually had any candy today. And it was a 7 p.m. workout, so I made it all the way through the day. I was like, let's see how long I can go. And I haven't eaten any processed candy. That does not mean that I don't eat cake or cookies or what have you. But being gluten-free, I have to work a little bit harder to find that good it's got to be worth it kind of sugar um i use honey to sweeten coffee or drinks and things like that because it's got some antifungal anti-inflammatory allergy biting properties so i convince myself that it's um better for me but everything in moderation for sure and if one day i wake up and decide i really need to have a snickers bar i'll evaluate it i'll debate it i'll probably post on instagram and facebook and end up um, like no don't do it exactly and sometimes that's all you need you gotta ask ask for a little help right and really want something you can probably find a non-processed recipe for it on pinterest it, and i have done that i have been if like you really Ooh. want that snickers bar you can figure out a way to make it for yourself and actually make it healthier not healthy because like high sugar and chocolate but yeah healthier that's true it's true. A lot of times I go with I go with a chocolate peanut butter shake and that works for the most part. I think right. that's what's made me kind of successful in avoiding the Snickers bars and everything else. The right. gummy stuff, there's nothing I can really do. I just don't I just don't buy it and don't keep it in my house and so then I'm all good. But it is yeah. what it is. If I, if I were in your shoes on that sort of challenge and I really wanted a Snickers bar, by the time I figured out how to make and how much time it would take me to make it 
craving would pass, then I'd be all good. That's what's happened to me. Or I did have all the ingredients, so then I'd have to wait because it is, you know, that's what happens. So yeah, candy's a struggle. And I think, I don't think it'll ever go away. I do try and eat a lot more fruit than I used to. But I, I feel like if we mentally think about our sugar consumption in a positive way that it won't always be what we consider a hurdle right and I find when I'm I'm doing everything right like all of the things that I know that I need to be successful sugar cravings are less because my body's getting what it actually needs instead of just trying to figure out a way to cope Um, when I'm managing my stress getting enough sleep drinking enough water eating and getting the nutrients that I need I'm less likely to reach for the handy easy sugar I will also mentally check in before I just grab the sugar and shove it my mouth to be like is this actually what I need like my body obviously wants something but it doesn't have any sugar <laughs> nine times out of ten the answer is no it doesn't have any sugar and sometimes it's like who cares sugar's here let's just have the sugar but you know often I'll try to find something that even if it's sweet and, and helps with that sweet craving it has more nutritional value or substance to it, so it lasts a little longer. Like, I'll have, you know, oatmeal with raisins or something. Just something that's a little more substantial so that it's not like, I'm going to eat 72 peppermint patties in the next 45 minutes because they're there. No, absolutely. I realized that I was eating so much candy because I was I would go through the grocery store line and be hungry, and so then I would just grab something. So now a lot of times when I'm like, oh, I really could eat a piece of candy, I either go smell it because the processed stuff just doesn't smell as good as anything that's going to come baked out of my house but then I evaluate oh what am I missing like did I skip a protein did I have I not had my fruit for the day what is it and then I go eat something that's a whole food that came from the perimeter of the grocery store and then I just take some time to sit like let me go do something and check back in once upon a time I saw this thing I don't remember where it was but it was like a a graphic that says like you're craving chocolate and your body actually wants this and if you're craving you know fruit then your body actually wants this like it was very specific like it it was chocolate and like uh, different uh, caramel different kinds of sweets um if this is what you're craving your body actually needs this nutrient instead so it was like you know instead of chocolate go eat some broccoli now nobody actually wants to go eat broccoli but (laughs) That's what your body needs, right? Like, yeah. eat the broccoli. Now, I don't know if that's exactly what it was. Don't quote me. But eat the broccoli, and then if you're still actually craving sugar after you've had the broccoli and given it time, like, you, like do a thing in your body, then have a piece of chocolate. Like, yeah. I fully believe that life is still meant to be lived, even though we have to make smarter choices. You still have to live your life and like yourself at the end of the day. So if you deny yourself all of sugar all day long and are, like, pissed off when you go to bed, what is the point? Very true. It's that balance. It's that modern everything in moderation kind of thing. Yeah, because, like, if, if you live to be 104 because all you ever ate is broccoli, you're going to be really miserable 104-year-old. And probably very gassy. Just saying. <laughs> No one's going to want to be around you. It's going to be like a giant circle of like awfulness because you ate too much broccoli. But your own methane problem. (laughs) But like, you know, you you see these things on Facebook where people are like, this 109 year old said the key to living life is vodka. I am so down with that. Amen. Fourteen year old said the key to living a healthy life is like chocolate four times a day. Those are my people, and they're old, and they lived a happy life, and that's where I want to be. And a hundred, you know, a hundred and twenty years old saying, "Drink vodka, eat chocolate, and you pull the coffee creamer out of my cold dead hands." I'm right there with you, combined with getting my uh, master's USATF American or world record and whatever you know, fifty meter dash I can complete at 120 because life goals, man. 
life goals. And I'm mine. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you there. Don't you worry. I'll get you there. <laughs> like, who can hold the dead, the, what is it called? Corpse pose the longest. I'm all about that one. Oh, you'll catch the bug. You won't, <laughs> you won't last that long around me without, I'll at least have you going, oh, okay, fine. I'll do a 5K. Oh, wait, you already committed to do one. How do you manage the no- nutrition portion of your journey? Well, uh, in January, well, okay, back up a little bit further. October, my husband came home to stay. So he retired from full-time trucking uh, and is now helping me with uh, the businesses that we run and doing some more working and stuff on the side. He is diabetic, and so in January, we got some blood results back for him that were not good at all. So we had to drastically shift our eating habits away from carbohydrates and um, just frivolous sugar. Um, That doesn't mean I don't have sugar in the house. I just bring sugar in the house that he won't eat because he doesn't like. Um, Thus, the peppermint patties. But anyways, uh, we cut back drastically on, on just carbs. So we cut out pasta and we cut out white bread and all of the things that are just really bad for diabetics and went to a more whole food diet. So that helped both of us, like majorly, because I needed to eat less carbs just in general and he needed to eat less carbs to live. So um, we got we did blood tests for him again a couple months ago. He has majorly improved his numbers. He doesn't need insulin. So that we got some really good results for him, which just kept us going on this healthier journey together. Um, plus, I could make two different meals and like, you know, eat the way I I want to eat, eat, and he can eat what he wants to eat, but I just don't have the energy or the time to cook two whole, totally separate dinners. So we kind of found some middle ground where we're happy. You know, uh, we try to do solid protein, like a good third of our plate protein, uh, about half plate is some sort of vegetable. And then we do a little bit of carb, carbohydrates. So whether it's a little bit of a potato, which is still a vegetable, so it's, you know, better-ish. Right. Um, or, you know, a small amount of rice or a small amount of pasta, just a little what my mom used to call thank you helping which is like basically like two tablespoons because I mean you still want it you still crave it your body does need some of those nutrients there's nothing wrong with it but it's, it's about portion control so tons of protein tons of vegetables a little bit of carbohydrate and then when the sweet craving hits for him you know we've got um healthy uh milkshake options or water additives he can do or stuff like that that i also use because it's in the house and it's healthier for both of us that makes sense a lot. The other shift we made is if we do have carbohydrates, like if we're gonna do, you know, spaghetti, then we try to do that for lunch as opposed to dinner. That we have time to still be physically active and burn it off. When he is more active, which is hard to do in the summer in Texas, it's uh, <laughs> nine trillion degrees outside. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard for him to be active because it's just hot and he's miserable. Which I get. I mean, it's just comp. It's just. Sucks. But let's be honest. Like I basically want to move to like Michigan for about five months of the year. Oh. So it's just cooler. I just or the mountains somewhere anywhere somewhere cooler would be awesome eventually i'll have a second home but for now we have to deal with tech so he kind of chills and just relaxes during the summer which i'm i'm totally cool with when he's more active um his blood sugar is a lot better he actually has you know burned off those extra calories and worked through that nutrient in his body um which is better for him majorly and occasionally he'll make me help him with stuff which means i'm a little more reactive i love it movement is uh a 
a large portion of my life, but um, I think it's the key to kind of making sure that you have a balanced journey and it's not just about the number on the scale or just about what food you're eating and calorie counting, but how much movement are you getting? You know, they say sitting is the new smoking, which is kind of scary. And and it goes for even us people who will run in the morning. If we then go sit for eight to 12 hours, that is just as bad as if we never ran. So that's a little scary. I am looking forward to you know we're we're doing this uh, podcast it's still august so in a couple weeks here in texas it will be a little bit more manageable temperature wise i'm very much looking forward to that because i like taking my dogs for a walk um i try to do it daily it doesn't always happen depending on my to-do list but in in the of miserable and i'm miserable so it kind of gets pushed to the back burner and then just forgotten about for like three months yeah. but when the temperature starts to dip again then you know it, it's actually enjoyable for me and the dogs to go for a walk no yeah our temperature in the morning has uh dramatically cooled off it's still really humid so you still sweat a whole lot so hydration's important but at least you have a breeze that's not just blowing around hot air like someone's breathing on you but you have yeah. a, a breeze that might actually kind of make the sweat feel a little cooler on you so i've been enjoying morning workouts a lot more because of that right yeah i mean i'm looking i'm looking forward to that because i have noticed as i have lost like like i mentioned earlier i just hit 52 pounds as of this morning Um, uh, which is awesome but i have noticed that like it's different than my previous like because i've hit this mark before it wasn't a 52 pound like i've hit this number on the scale let's put it that way right um i had ballooned up to a number that was scary and have worked my way back down and it's officially 52 pounds but anyway I've been at this point on the scale before and I was a lot more toned so I'm not toned because the weight I'm losing it is it's a different process than previously. Some of that has to do with the True Vision products that I'm using. Some of it has to do with uh, my work life. Um, but I do, I do know that I need to do some things to tone up. So looking forward to doing a little bit more walking, trying to get some more yoga into my day, and I will bust out the like circa 1990 Jazzercise if I have to. And <laughs> do a little toning that way too. <laughs> I do love a good step sculpt class, although I'm like super uncoordinated. And so at some point or multiple times during the class, I'm looking at the instructor going, how are you going right? And I'm going backwards and left and around. Like what, what did I miss in these simple instructions of two up and two down left foot, right foot. <laughs> but I do love a good step sculpt class and it gets you, you know, get you a little body toning as well as some cardio in there. So I, I have a, I need to dig it out. I'm not sure where it is. I hope I still own it. But once upon a time I was really into a kickboxing DVD and I was Ooh. doing it multiple times a week, but it required some coordination that took a little bit of practice. <laughs> I think I punched myself in the face a couple of times. Oh, so, oh gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it had, um, it came with like these weighted um, gloves that had like, you know, they were like two pounds each. But mm-hmm. even that little bit of resistance uh, and uh, that added weight, like I noticed a, a definitely toned in my arms, which are, is sadly extremely needed right now because labbiness is a little bit disturbing. But we're on a journey, so you'll get there. We are on a journey. We're on a journey. And we're getting better every day. And 
you know, for me, the biggest thing, it's not the number on the scale. It hasn't been, you know, what I'm eating or what pill I'm taking or whatever. It's literally the biggest thing for me is how I eat. And, you know, I've deadlifted like 50 pound kettlebells and stuff like that. And knowing how that, like that physical exertion that it takes to lift that pound kettlebell, I used to carry that around every day and didn't think twice about it. Yeah. Like, that's huge. And, you know, I, I've had, uh, ankle issues and knee issues and those are so much less pronounced having lost 50 pounds. I don't need a nap just to function every day anymore. Um, and those are the small changes that have added up to like, I'm a different person. Like I'm a totally different Jennifer than I was five years or 18 months or any of those things. Like it's, kind of amazing it is it is i'm very impressed i love it inspired by it for sure so speaking of movement and whatnot do you own a fitbit or a step tracking device um i really want a fitbit Mm -hmm. um i'm a little bit afraid of a fitbit because i feel like i'll actually i am kind of competitive (laughs) (laughs) i will like i would have to figure out a way to get it myself um somehow i don't know how like whether i'd like i i've joked about getting one of those um the pedals things that you put under your desk so that your feet are at least moving um it's like riding bike, but no, I know what you're talking about. I'm at least it's movement. I don't know if it counts for steps, but I feel like it should. Anyways, um, I have the My Fitness Pal app on my mm-hmm. phone, so that does track some stepping as long as I actually have my phone. With um, I tend to leave it at my desk when I'm running around my house or doing errands, but uh, I do track some. I-, I would like to get a Fitbit. But there's like my brain that goes, but it's not in the budget, and then there's the other part of my brain that's like, but then you're gonna want to compete with everybody and walk 14 miles a day and. I don't have time for that. So I, when I got my Fitbit, I had it for a couple of months before I realized that it would buzz and vibrate and cheer at you when you hit 10,000 steps. And I set the goal of doing 10,000 steps a day for a year. And I did it every day for, I think it was probably more like 18 months, but it was a goal that I needed to hit. And it kept me kind of going and being conscious and like implementing all those little things that you learn about like Weight Watchers and you know this health class and that health class like park farther away and whatever I had a tangible reward for it even though it was just some device telling me that I took x number of steps the way I earned getting myself a Fitbit besides saving the money was I carried my phone around with me and if I could beat my step count for on average for the week for every week. I think I probably did it for about two months of like, okay, I really do like tracking my steps and knowing that information. I need to be able to do this a little bit easier. And so the Fitbit was the way that I did it. I mean, I had the first like Fitbit that you wore around your wrist. It wasn't the one that you clipped on the zip, but the, I can't even remember what it's called now, a flex, the Fitbit flex. And I love that thing. And I did, it did become a little obsessive. And so I had to scale back when I started doing longer distances and needing more actual rest and um, knowing the strain that 10,000 steps put on, because it had to be active steps put on my day because it wasn't that I had a very active um, day. I sat at a desk all day. So then I had, then that was me like before and after work and um, trying to get in what amounts to almost four or five miles a day, I, when I started doing longer distance, I was making the mileage over the week 
And so I went to an average and now I'm toying with the idea of going back to doing a 10,000 step a day challenge for maybe a month or two. If maybe someone will join me on it and then um, we can kind of keep each other motivated, but it can get, there is a real thing with the Fitbit and being kind of obsessed and crazy about it and it (laughs) kind of causing harm and whatnot. But it also led to some fun times like getting home at 1045 and needing to 6,000 steps before I went to, before it turned midnight because that's when it turned over. I had a giant dance party with my sister and my mom and I walked the dogs in the house and out of the house and they would like follow me around as I was making a circuit around the house. But it was just, it was, you know, fun. They did it for that day. They also were trying to hit their 10,000 steps, but it was also kind of the support team that got me to help to, to my goal. And, you know, so it's, that's a memory I wouldn't have had if I wasn't doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. So have you done anything crazy fitness wise? Um, are we talking like workouts or are we talking like fad diets? Oh, not fad diets, like workouts. Like I, one of the craziest things I've done is, um, some people would say I should say a marathon, but really it was the race weekend in Cincinnati, the flying pig. I did a one mile, a 5k and a 10k in the same day. And then a half marathon the next day. One of the crazier things I've done. Done anything like that? Like that. Nope. nope. The craziest thing I've done is a 45 minute, you know, what What was the really, like it was the really popular dance. Well, why Zumba? Yes, that one. 45 minutes of Zumba is, is, I used to do that. That's no joke. No, it's not. It's not a joke. Especially when you can actually dance, but the leader can't. Oh. And yeah, that was fun. I, I left Zumba wanting to go do kickboxing because I was mad. That was Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Would you consider doing anything crazier than 45 minutes? I have a 5K on my 40 before I turn 40 bucket list. And apparently someone's come to Dallas to make me do it. Yeah. I'm going to find a race weekend. And here's the deal. So I'll do a 5K with you. And I promise you won't be last. You're going to be super jealous if we are at the very back of all the people cheering for me. But that's neither here nor there. I'll take my adoring fans and love them. And then the next day I'll do a half marathon and you can be my race support. You can make all the crazy stuff signs and plot out a route where you can drive around and it'll be fun it'll be fun it'll be Um, fun probably do that yay all right so you said you wanted to add yoga more regularly into your day how are you gonna do that what's your plan for getting it to fit in your lifestyle well um I really just need to adjust my morning routine a little bit, at least three days a week. Um, I tend to like to do my own yoga routines. Um, I did classes for a long time, like two years. I did classes and I learned a lot from the instructor and I love that instructor. And as far as I'm concerned, there isn't anyone online that's comparable to her. So I just make up my own yoga program every morning. I just need to set a timer and do it um, for at least 20 minutes. Uh, And that just means getting up 20 minutes earlier, which sounds easy. No, it doesn't. (laughs) But in reality, it's too easy to hit snooze. It just, it just has to become a priority. It just has to become something that's a little bit more important than sleep and making all of those other little adjustments to make it easier. I like it. I'm going to check back in with you and we're going to get this in your schedule. I'm trying to add a little more yoga to my uh, cross training routine. I've started super simple with legs up against the wall, which 
by the way, is harder than it sounds. You go put yes. your butt up against the wall and put your legs up and then talk to me. But it's also kind of a recovery tool and makes it so that I can kind of get the blood flow in and whatnot and get a good stretch in. But that's my yoga for now. I think I'm going to continue with that for the next couple of weeks and then add in another element to it. I think it's called Hatha Hatha. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but that the recovery yoga, the slow, deliberate movements and then holding things is, is really what I like because I find because I do sit most of the day that I need to stretch and shift and move and um I was actually surprised like after the first class I ever took because I was like let's go be hippy dippy and (laughs) And so I did and I ended up loving it and what I loved even more is the next day I hurt I hurt Mm -hmm. good but I did not expect to actually right like I thought yoga was a whole lot more like oh and weirdness than actual (laughs) physical fitness I was really wrong Yes. No, the soreness after yoga is real, but it's that hurt so good. I did something healthy and I mentally feel good in addition to like having stretched out muscles. Really good yoga session. I find the next day I want to do another really good yoga session because stretching those muscles back out hurts so good even more. Yes, yes. All right, one more question for you, and then we're going to do what I'm going to call one lap around the track. Um, So can you recommend a go-to source book blog that will help someone who is just starting out on a health and fitness journey? Um, Pinterest. No, No, yeah. I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, but legit, like if you're looking for pretty much anything from different uh, food plans to whatever, um, meal planning is really helpful. Uh, If you are serious about your nutrition, plan it out. Um, They have water bottles that will actually like yell at you when you need to drink your water. Those are handy if water is a struggle for you. Um, And also TJ. TJ (laughs) will kick you in the pants when you need it. So talk to TJ. I did not pay her to say that. I promise. (laughs) And she probably wishes that I didn't know she was on a health and fitness journey sometimes. But what they don't know is me kicking them in the pants means that I have to get my crap done before I yell at them because... I surround myself with people who are very much willing to go. And what about you? Um, yeah. So <laughs> that also you hit your goal for the day. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's do one lap around the track. I have five questions for you on the first thing that comes to mind. And that will be that. All right. You ready? I'll try not to swear. Okay, let's go. All right. One word to describe your journey. Crazy. Your favorite snack. Chocolate. Most hated exercise. All of them. (laughs) What's in your gym bag? I don't have one. And the last thing you ate? Water. Does that count? That's food. No, that's liquid. Um, spaghetti. I love it. Thank you very much, Jennifer from BusyBeingJennifer.com for joining us on TJ Tells It podcast. We love hearing about your journey and you shared great tips and strategies, apps and everything. And listeners, you can find all this information in the show notes. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time for another episode of the TJ Tells It podcast, telling about a health and fitness journey. You can find all the archive episodes and show notes at tjtellsit.com forward slash podcast. Never miss the next episode by subscribing through your favorite podcast app, such as Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, 
or just sign up for my email newsletter on tjtellsit.com. Not only that, signing up will score you a free weekly fitness planner. You can join me on Facebook to discuss the episodes and all things related to a health and fitness journey in the TJ Tells It community on Facebook. Just three questions to answer and I'll add you to the group. You can send your questions to me at tj at tjtellsit.com. In between episodes, you can follow my journey on Instagram or Twitter by following TJ Tells It. Until next time. Keep in mind that this is a one step at a time, always moving forward journey, and you will too succeed on your health and fitness journey. I'm TJ and I'm telling you.